hard work, gun-toting cats atop flame-nostriled unicorns, this is Carbon 4 Brewing in Madison, Wisconsin. Come along and hang out with the guys behind the Fantasy Factory curtain. Be exposed to those backroom, unfiltered meetings where the beer geekery is on point and beer trends are dissected. Well, we're back here with the Carbon 4 podcast, an unhinged brewery tour. It's the 10th episode already. So, Yay! yes, so you just had your 10th anniversary, 10 year anniversary yeah. of, of Carbon yeah. 4. We're a base we're 10 on, brewery. We're, <laughs> here we go. 10th episode. Yeah. And so we're, uh, we're here to, to talk more about, um, the, the going ons in the Carbon 4 tap room, but, but more so, you know, we, we've talked a lot about so far just some of the the ins and outs of the brewing industry and the trends and, you know, what Carbon 4, where Carbon 4 has been, where you guys are headed. But, you know, your tap room as well as, you know, tap rooms across the country are, are places for community. It's for, for people to gather of all shapes, sizes, backgrounds. And, and, and you've had some, you've mentioned, Ryan, some interesting people that have come through the tap room that you've had the, the chance to meet and, and get to know. And, um, it's, you know, just, a, these craft beer tap rooms, craft brewery tap rooms are, are just a great place to, to hang out, meet people, you know, catch up with people you've maybe not seen for a long time or, or come and hang out with your family and friends that you see every day. Yeah. We're the community breweries. Well, taverns, you know, whatever, the community crossroads. You have the Marine Corps was started in a tavern called the Tun Tavern. I think it was 1774, five. My older brother had kicked my butt. He's a Marine. I'm not a Marine, but he was a Marine. So he would kick my butt. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was from the Tun Tavern. Basically, you know, the articles of uh, of this country were all debated over in uh in taverns and, and tap rooms and stuff. So yeah, we're the crossroads. So you kind of hear a lot of cool conversations going on. You never know what people are going to talk about, what we're going to talk about. I was thinking of the interesting people I've met over the years. Maybe I, I've met quite a few, a couple of standouts are, you know, people, you know, if you're, if it's like, you know, celebrity, you want to say a celebrity word. One of the most fun ones I've met was um, Eric Bischoff. People might know him from WWE wrestling. Eric Bischoff, he, him and his wife, I believe her name was, is Lori. Um, it's been years since I talked to them. They actually moved to Wyoming. Um, at one point had a home out there. And then when I was at Yellowstone Valley Brewing, they reached, there was a connection made at some point in time. They wanted to make a Buffalo Bill. Uh, yeah, cause they lived in Cody. That's right. They moved to Cody, Wyoming and they wanted to make a Buffalo Bill Cody, um, beer. And so I developed this uh, this rye beer recipe for them, and we made Buffalo Bill Cody rye. And and actually, I would take that beer and I would mix it with this APA I was making out there. And um, that's kind of like the great 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 grandfather of Hawk Jones, basically, as that recipe. Because I oh, I would made this tuck to this beer that was Sundowner and use a lot of Centennial and stuff, and I would mix the rye with the Sundowner. That became something else. Which then became something else, which then a different recipe became um, Samurai PA. That's why we made a Rye PA, a Rye APA when we first opened, was because of that recipe. That was the beer that Zach loved when he came to visit me out in Montana and was like, oh, I think actually he might know what he's doing with beer. So, like, that whole thing has this really cool history to it, but it got me a lot of cool cats. Um, a dude who owned Magic Hat Brewing, he came out through Billings, came to Yellowstone Valley, because a lot of people came out to, to Billings to go fly fishing. You know, we we're like the, the gateway to the, the West and 
So I meet a lot of people on vacation out there too. But um, actually, Joe, one of the questions we talked about before hit and record was like, hey, what you watch any good movies or any good books lately? But you said Base 10. That reminded me of a great book because I'm hoping that we get lost in conversations here. Uh, there was a great book. Um, oh, oh, my goodness. It's by uh, the same guy who wrote, um, oh, what's the Matt Damon movie where he's not stuck on Mars? No, I'm like blanking right now. Yep, I can picture the movie. Ah, I'm gonna I can pull picture it up the movie on my Audible. And... I can picture the like the the poster for it, but I never. I mean, can you even make a movie about Mars after Total Recall? <laughs> no, not. I mean, good point. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. The Secret Garden, Peter Pan. It was one of those movies there that it is. came it, out in pairs. With Andy Weir, space movie. Andy Weir. The movie, the book I'm thinking of, his follow up. Uh, not a follow up, but it's a different one. It's called Project Hail Mary. That have you ever read Project Hail Mary before or even heard of it? No. Have you? Mm-mm. Project Hail Mary. I'm going to ruin it for a lot of people. <laughs> the, spoiler, the, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! If you haven't read it yet, I'm going to ruin. It. I'm not. I'm not going to really ruin. It. I'm going to try to do a an extensive uh, editor's jacket note. <laughs> the premise is that they start noticing that the output of the sun is diminishing. And they don't know why, but they are, and it's at a very, very, very fraction of a percentage, but it's like year over year, time over time month. And they start running some projections and they realize that if the output of the sun diminishes within like two years, crops are going to fail. And within 10 years, like humanity's got a problem, right? A major problem. And they send out a probe past the sun to take a collection. They can notice that there's this like, halo around the around the sun or there's something they're kind of seeing you know like through spectrography spectrography they can kind of see that there's something there they don't know what it is they send a, a sample tube out it flies through it comes back to earth they open it and there's this small life form this like macrophage like life form and it's eating the sun so they end up calling it an astrophage <laughs> And they notice through some astronomy that there's other stars that have been dimming. And they think that maybe this thing is like jumping from star to star and they don't know exactly why. So Project Hail Mary is they see one star that has the same chemical signature of these be- these little astrophages, but it's not dimming. And they have to go study it to find out why but it's so far away that they can basically only get there and just barely send the information back, but it's kind of pretty much going to be a one-way trip. Wow. You know? And it's like, the it's the last thing they can do. There's, there's no other, it, it is the Hail Mary of of plans because they don't know if they're going to discover the, the answer in time and blah, blah, blah. So it's this really, really, really cool, awesome scientific uh, thriller, which... Uh, what is the name of the Mars book? Did what's Andy Weir's first one? Ah, are you still trying to think of the movie name? Yeah, The Martian. The Martian. Yeah, duh. There you go. <laughs> like in The Martian, if you've read the book, The Martian, the movie does a pretty good job of like recreating a lot of stuff. But in the book, he's like very granular on like you know the calculations of like I got to do this, 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 and this, this, and this many moles and this many. And it's the same way, and um, if not even more. 
in uh, in Project Hail Mary because they go through a whole like experimentation process. And so he's out. So this they the book wakes up and this guy he just wakes up and he's like by himself in this thing and he's and he's having memory loss because he's come out of kind of a cryogenic freeze or a a long term like a an induced coma type of thing and so he's having memory issues and so as he's waking the up end. the end <laughs> as he's waking up he's trying to um he's trying to like remember why the hell he's like where is he how he got here but he's you know kind of figuring this shit out as he's going starts reading and figuring out and then he's 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 not awake too long around this star he's made it to this star and he sees another inbound object and he realizes it's another spaceship and it has to be an alien and they he, he makes contact with them in this alien life form i won't give away too much beyond that but that alien form he's trying to figure out how to talk to this this other life form you know like how are they going to communicate and he learns through their little communication that they're actually a base six is all all of their life and all the stuff that they do is base six. So we've come we've come full circle. Yeah, from base end to base six. That made me think or of we've that. We've come so, full like carbon ring. Full carbon ring, <laughs> back to base six. So, dude, that's a great book. I've read it twice. Actually, where we're sitting now and why the secondary made me think of it in ten years anniversary a year ago, like right now, I was doing the construction work on where we're at right now we're in the new conference room but it's not new we kept this part but the warehouse that's connected to it all the space back here was all offices just like this and i was tearing it apart and actually i was like you know what i haven't listened to in like a year and a half two years project hail mary and i loved it i was waiting so i forgot most of it you know the details and i just it was like 20 hours and it kept me going you know 10 11 o'clock at night ripping out drywall and crap and scraping up carpet glue so, uh, dude, I love audiobooks. What's have you guys read any good books lately? There's a no. I don't read as much as I would as much as I would like to. Like, I it it really has been like, you know, it's touch and go as far as as far as that goes. Um, I feel like one of the last books I read was this this book called The Gold Mine. Oh yeah, <laughs> last year, forced reading, forced fun, Carbon Four Book Club. Yeah, book club. Actually, so that's a good point. Um, I'm going to have my dad on here soon as a guest sometime. Oh, He's got fun. a really, really cool story. He's done a lot of cool stuff in his life. And he, um, one of the things he does is like he can teach lean construction and lean type of things. And actually, we we did our own study last year. We had a book club, all the, all the management. We all like once a week, it's like every Tuesday, we came in here and, and went chapter by chapter through this through this book and did exercises and learned a lot of cool stuff that is actually applying and and actually as we've gone from a very like scary empty brew schedule and like the dead of winter that happens to every brewery but being like this needs to be filled and over the last five to six days all the contract stuff that we've talked about on previous episodes like a lot of people that things that we've been working on for months have all kind of come to fruition and suddenly starting like next week our brew schedule went from Kind of, you can see all the white space, the empty tanks space on there sporadically to like all of a sudden next week is we're going to have the busiest brewing week we've had in probably 18 months. And it's not going to stop for a long time. So, so picking the gold nuggets out of the stream, out of the gold mine there, Joe. Yeah, it's good. But so I thought of, so alien forms here. Another thing I wanted to poke at though is and and lean manufacturing. Aliens, lean manufacturing, but like all these little UFO objects that uh, that's in the news the last week or two. And, you know, you having been uh, an aerospace engineer, if you've had any input or thoughts, or if you've wondered, 
if you've read any of the stories and thought, I wonder X or Y, because I've had thoughts about, I wonder what Joe thinks about when he hears these things, because he understands propulsion and such. You know, I, I haven't like been following it very deeply. I, I see the headlines. I, I, I've kind of glossed over it. So I don't know a whole lot of what's been going on, but the, the little bit that, and I should qualify this. I mean, I was like, I was getting like my bachelor's degree in aerospace engineering. Like that's the tip of the iceberg, you know, like from there it goes and, and specializes in all kinds of different stuff. You know, I was basically learning, um, the, the basics of, of, propulsion and lift and and stuff like that. So it wasn't like, you know, I was really engrossed in any particular aspect of of aerospace until uh, my first job out of college and and a little bit in college was working at a jet engine manufacturer, but that's you know, that's worlds away from, you know, what what's happening with with balloons being shot down. And so I think you know, my my first thought with just a little bit of information I have right now is like, there's always been a lot of shit up there that we didn't know about, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and now we're finding more of it. And, and part of it is, you know, the radar, radar selection. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, let's, let's change the filter to this. And now, Oh my God, we're seeing all kinds of stuff. Like mm-hmm. we've all probably been spying on each other for ages <laughs> in this, in these ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I saw one article, an article is an interview of a guy who is a former, military intelligence somewhere in there he was saying that basically since the that one chinese balloon that came by and that became a part of you know got into the news cycle they like yeah basically turned up the radar and got very scrutinous about what's there and and that's and then they started chasing a few of these objects but he's like basically there's been hundreds of these objects in the airspace for Years and years and years. We just never really do anything. Yeah, probably just random people like, hey, I'm going to send this thing out. (laughs) It turns out 3D print a balloon. (laughs) Well, it turns out the one (laughs) balloon in the Yukon or whatever was from a, it's like something bottle cap brigade out of like the Chicago area or something like that. So it was actually like this club balloon that they put up there and we might have used a $400,000 AIM-9 missile to (laughs) take out a, a club balloon somewhere but you know one one story close to us is that the, the lawsuit the, on that's going to be funny but <laughs> the one the one object over uh lake michigan was it michigan or huron i think it was huron, huron the huron one was yeah. actually shot down by an f-16 that launched here out of truax just next door a half mile road down the road from us at the airport here um most of the most of the pilots that are the 115th pilots stationed here that are with the Wisconsin International Guard, a lot of them are off training on the F-35 right now. Um, so the people sitting, the, the alert mission is still just as valid and it's still staffed, but it's staffed from people out of uh, Duluth. Um, they cycle their jets down here and they'll sit for a while. And then I think also Alabama. So there's like a trade-off. And then there's some pilots who've, are leaving late for training. And there's other pilots, I believe, that are not going to be training on the F-35 that might be retiring sometime soon that they just stayed on the F-16 alert mission because most of the planes have already left. All the all the 115th planes, almost all of them, all of them maybe almost every single one, have, have all gone to, to other units now, been deployed, redeployed. So I was, you know, I'm friends now with a lot, with some of the guys up there and I've been poking at them. I'm like, so like, are you are you kind of 
bummed that, you know, like you guys went off and all of a sudden you missed the mission, you know, <laughs> the alert mission, all the hours and nights you've been holidays, you've sat alert. And now this is the one like once you're gone or is it like uh, one of the F-16 pilots, uh, Bubba, he just retired this last fall. And I kept I was like, you know, is it coincidence that that you retire and now the aliens get uh, confident <laughs> enough to come in and show their dirty faces? <laughs> From outer space, and he was like, if that's the case, I'm going to fly the F-16 with a beard on up through the middle of the mothership like on Independence Day. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I call backseat. (laughs) I'm going with you. But yeah, it's kind of close to home type of stuff, I suppose. Yeah, I just just heard the other day that a a Black Hawk helicopter went down in Tennessee, which was a a bummer to hear about. And, and. You know, I'm wondering if the the people that we brewed Call Sign Fantasy with, you know, know those pilots or know those crews. Mm-hmm. So I think that was like two or three days ago. Yeah, talk about that one. That was a lot of fun. We had that crew in here. You guys, you got to hang out with them more than I did during the brew day. Yeah, no, we did a we brewed a a, a lager like an amber lager using all all Wisconsin ingredients. So we were using uh, malt from from Brees. We ended up using their their synergy synergy select as a kind of uh, pilsner malt that we used. And a couple others from them, and we used uh, oh, what did we do for hops? I don't remember what we did for hops, but I, I thought it was something. I thought it was something from Wisconsin. I could be wrong about that though. So um, yeah, but we brewed this amber lager, and it ended up being two brew days because we needed to keep the yeast alive for some other um, for some other batches farther down the road. So what we did, we made two barrels of this lager and they the the Blackhawk crews came out for the first of those two brew days. So yeah, I think we had almost a dozen people, it was like ten or eleven people out out for that day and it was just, yeah, a really, really fun brew day. And and things went smoothly and, and then we brewed the the second beer, blended them together in the end and it and it turned out well. Everybody everybody seemed happy. So we had a a party for it, you know, it's, it's hard to talk about dates on this podcast. Cause you know, when people are, are going to hear this is totally different than, than right now, but we'll say a couple weekends ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, I, I think we were expecting to have maybe 40 people come out and we ended up having like a hundred people or something like that out mm-hmm. here. They, they killed four quarter barrels of the beer. Like it just <laughs> kept going. Yeah. Yeah. I was proud of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the 147th, uh, army air assault up here just right next to that. In fact, there, uh, Zach and I went to go tour their shop one day. And as we're out there, you could hear the jets from the air force next door. And of course you love seeing the sibling rivalry rivalry between the two branches. There, the air force and the army there. And they're always like, Oh yeah, with their jets and their fancy, this and that, you know, it's just funny. I, I love it. But they're, they're basically the engine test house, the hush house for the, for the air force is like right next door to, where the uh, the the Blackhawk like main hangar maintenance hangar is, so they get blasted with the jet wash like all day, nonstop. So I had a little brothers and sisters over there. It's fun to see. So once that beer going back on tap, I mean, we still have a barrel of it. I well, I was mistaken. I thought they drank all of it that night, but I forgot that was like two. I I was thinking four quarter barrels. That's two half barrels, and in my mind, I thought like. The two barrels that we drink. And I know I'm, Greg. Like, nope, that's half of it. So Greg, our our one of our bartenders, keeps putting it back on because different brewers keep asking him, like, "Can I get some call sign?" And so he'll put it on for like ten <laughs> minutes and then replace it with something else. So nice. yeah, we got kegs in the in the cooler. The beer is there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll let Andrew and the one forty seventh guys let let them know. 
Still Come here. back and drink the rest. Yeah, we just got to time it, time it for when we're going to tap it again. Come on back. Yeah, what about movies? Mandal- well, hang on. Mandalorian's coming out season three pretty soon. Do you guys like watching that? I'm excited about that. Yeah, I've, I've kind of kept up with all those. And I have a big hole in, in Star Wars because I never watched any of the Clone Wars. Like Rachel and I started watching it like maybe a year ago. And, and yeah, I, I can power through that kind of thing. But she's if it's not interesting her, like at that time, it's like, no. So you talk to somebody like Patrick Murphy and he's like, dude, you, you just got to get through the first season and it gets, gets awesome. And it's like, no, my wife is not getting through the first season. Like, it's just going to be a hole in my my knowledge there. So, you know, I, it's like I trailer don't... park boys, you have to get through the first season and then it gets really, really funny. And then you go back and watch the first season and laugh your ass off again. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm still in the first season on trailer park boys. I'm moving through that very, very slowly. Cause it's like, you know, the rare occasion when I'm like, I have the TV to myself and I actually want to watch TV. Like yeah. that Venn diagram has some overlap, like out there on like trailer park boys or, or Bojack Horseman or something. But, you know, half the time when I'm in that situation, I'm like, I should read. I don't read enough. <laughs> Speaking of Patrick, he actually just texted me and said, uh, LOL'd hard when you guys said, quote, there's a lot less cussing now that Murph isn't on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me want to call him live here. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to get our fill of F-bombs. <laughs> just get us dulcet tones on this microphone here. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I... Yeah, I'm excited for Mandalorian, and I feel like... Oh, we're getting a call here. What's up, dude? <laughs> we're actually recording right now, and I just read your message out loud. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Should I drop a fuck right now? <laughs> 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 ah, jeez, I didn't even wait for... <laughs> I guess it already happened. Yeah, I already did. No, I'm on my way back uh, to Madison, uh, heading back from Iowa for the weekend. And, uh, yeah, I was listening to the podcast and I was laughing so hard at it. So <laughs> That's funny. Hey, are we are we watching Cocaine Bear and getting chicken licks on Saturday? Uh, I want to watch Cocaine Bear and eat chicken licks, but I'm pretty sure that my wife might put a nix on it, but I will <laughs> let you know tomorrow morning. No, that's, that's cool, because I got... Cocaine Bear seems ridiculous. We could we could maybe do that next weekend too if Leo is like down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, still living in Madison for like the next six months. So. How's Five Cities going? Uh, I mean, awesome and a nightmare at the same time. I mean, it's starting to do green, so uh, you know, the mill broke. That was fun. We did our first like actual uh, brew. And uh, the mill broke on us while we were uh, milling. So our efficiencies were like 40% or something. It's completely unmilled us. So it was fun. So I, I rebuilt that this morning. But yeah. That was just this morning. Are moving the right directions. Like people can't get enough of uh, this bikini bottom beer, which I think is ridiculous, but it was awesome. I made a dumb hazy IPA that everyone loves like that's like my niche so yeah it's going good that's good to hear what have you guys been up to not a whole lot just uh (laughs) we got the we put the PSA in the filler in last week and then spent uh Monday running water through it and canning beer on Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday so just working out the uh, kinks on that machine 
right now and uh and then the production schedule we had like everything and everybody said yes all within the last five days so like the schedule has gone from brewing two to three days a week this last week or whatever to next week we have to do four turn days and the schedule just completely filled up from like now till who knows when so that was that was it needed to happen and here it's happening now we got to figure out how we're going to do it Yeah, it'd be good to see you again. All right, well, you guys have fun talking about whatever you guys are talking about. What were you guys going to talk about? We were actually doing like a 10 book club. episode number book 10 club. book club, uh, talk about whatever came up. So I was just talking about that uh, Andy Weir book, um, Project Hail Mary. Of course, it took me about 10 minutes to uh, to Google search uh, The Martian and figure that out, too. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about books and shows, and we were just talking about The Mandalorian when you... Uh, when you texted. Best show ever. You guys been watching Last of Us? Because that show is awesome. I have been watching that. That's a cool show. And I've never played the game. It's still cool. Yeah. yeah I didn't play the video games either, but that show is awesome. I've just actually been in a Yellowstone hole for the last like three weeks straight. That has been you know, uh, I, I, awesome. I haven't let myself get there yet. You need to do it. Yeah, Yellowstone's great. So, anyway. I mean, well, yeah. Ev- I'll let you guys go. <laughs> you guys have fun. <laughs> See you, Patrick. Have a good drive, man. Later. See you soon. All right, cheers, guys. Bye. Later. That's fun. We got to do that more often. <laughs> yeah, so I got... It seems like a morning shock show. <laughs> so I was, we got some Collins here so early. I was, I, was being really, I was being really opportunistic asking about, about Cocaine Bear because we started texting during the Super Bowl and everyone's What is just, Cocaine Bear? Just plowed. It's a, it's a movie that... that just came out recently about a bear that like eats a bunch of cocaine and <laughs> and just terrorizes the area like a campground or something. I don't even oh, I don't even know the bear. details. Like all I need to know is cocaine bear. Like that's good enough. What was that and, movie that had the stuffed bear with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, it's like a Teddy Ruxpin that comes to life. Yeah, I never saw. So you it. say cocaine bear, and it makes me think it's like right. that movie, like where he's sniffing cocaine, though. No, this is like a black bear. But um, no, we were we were well. That's racist, kinda, of course. <laughs> drunk, <laughs> right? Yeah. We were we were drunk Thanks, testing Joe. during the during the Super Bowl and uh yeah, I think it was Ben, my old coworker at Octopi, was like, We gotta get chicken licks, we gotta see cocaine bear, let's do it this Saturday. And so it was one of those things where everyone's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. And then haven't heard anything since. And the reason I'm bringing it up now is because while we were recording, like in kind of before the last break, I got a text from a friend who asked if my wife and I were doing anything on Saturday and I was kind of like, yeah, you know, that's maybe the only possible thing. I don't know. But this particular friend who texted me, um, I met while giving a brewery tour at Ale Asylum when it was in this facility. <laughs> and so I was pretty cool. for, for, a, a I don't know how long, maybe like a, a year or so, um, before we moved to the the new facility or, or maybe I did it kind of intermittently and maybe scope went back to it. I don't remember, but I, I was given the Saturday brewery tours and that used to be like, there was a tour at six, there was a tour at six forty five, and it was every, every week. So I would, I would come, I, I tended to work on Saturdays back then. I would do like half a seller day and then give tours. And yeah, there was, so it, this couple, their names are, are Beth and Chris and Beth came on the tour and Chris hung out at the bar. They had a, 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 
young a, a baby at the time like still in a car seat like at the age where they can like sleep at a bar mm -hmm. and and so yeah so i i led the brewery tour and afterward i talked to the two of them for probably like two or three hours because they were they were doing home brewing and it was all like geeky beer questions and stuff like that and and yeah to this day they are still good friends that's and awesome yeah they've got a a son their son now is i i believe an eighth grader and and he and my daughter get along really well and their daughter is the same age as my son. So we just, yeah, we just get together and, and have a riot. So, um, yeah, that's who I was getting a text from while we we're doing the podcast recording. That's why I needed to find out if I was seeing cocaine bear or not this weekend. <laughs> it's amazing the people you meet at the brewery, you know, I mean, well, I met my wife at our brewery in Yellowstone. She doesn't even really drink beer, but we had a lot of live music. And when she moved to Montana to be a nanny, the previous nanny for the family she was taking the job over for, she was like, hey, you got to go to this place and watch a bluegrass show since you're here now in Montana. So she went, and that's how I met her across the bar. I, I, I fed her every beer we had on tap trying to get a beer that she would like, and she wasn't taking it. And I thought, oh, man. She came back two days later for another, like, rock show or something. I was going to meet somebody there, and that's when I hit on her, you know. And we've been <laughs> together ever since that night, basically, you know, uh, how many years later. Um, and one of my best friends, Dr. Zach, he was a resident at a – family practice uh, residency program there in Billings at our local hospital. And I met him. They would, residents would come down for beers. I met him, ended up renting a room from him for like three years, three and a half years, lived with him well, until I got married. And, uh, you know, there's so many people. And uh, actually here at Carbon 4, when we very, very first opened, I was given a brewery tour. Actually, this is what reminded me of it, Joe. As I was given a brewery tour and there was a guy who hung out at the end of the tour and he was like hey man i think you're really funny and cool and like i i own this company called backflip uh with a buddy and and we do like video production and media stuff and websites and different things and he's like we just got this new camera on like loan to like uh to test out and we want to shoot like a, a commercial or a video with it like do you mind like do you want to i'd love to do one with you you like i won't charge anything you know ever just i just want to test the camera and we'll just edit it and chop it up and that's actually the very first little carbon four promo from like 10 years ago when we very first opened where I, I did like a Chris Farley impression. There's Robert Goulet and all the different kinds of stuff. They shot that. And so him and his wife, they, uh, they're a Catholic family like us and they have uh, a bunch of kids like we do and they're all the same ages and we like to hang out. So it's been too long since I got a chance to do like a family event with them too, but the same thing, met some really awesome people and, and I'm sitting there talking for a couple hours. And in fact, Dan Pikenen, I, uh, Love that guy. I met him across the bar at K4. And I just, the first time I started talking to him, I was really, it was when we first opened K4 at like the first summer. And I was really missing Dr. Zach and my other buddies, you know, and especially Zach, because we would, we'd always do these word games, you know, back and forth, like Reconteur and little puns and stuff. And when I met Dan within like 30 seconds, we were like playing verbal racquetball. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I go, and we were laughing. And, and I was like, can I just, I don't want to be a weirdo. Can I give you a hug, man? Like, I feel like we're old yeah. friends already. I feel like a friend I've, I just haven't seen you in a hundred years. And now I'm finally, you know, re-meeting you again. And, and, you know, so we've been friends since then. I just, just the best people. That's, I think it's one of my favorite parts, not the best part. I mean, even all the stuff with the 115th and all the people we've met through the 147th and all, you know, all the people we've been able to support and do stuff for. And they're always like, oh, thank you so much for going out of your way and doing this. And I'm like, and I'm not trying to humble brag here at all. It, I'm, the opposite. I'm always trying to stress to them, like, I am I'm the one benefiting right now. <laughs> I feel selfish. You guys are hanging out here and having a party, having a good time, and you're enjoying it. And 
I feel selfish because I'm getting so much out of this, getting to talk to people that I love to support, all the stories I get to hear, the thing that I wish I had done sometimes with my life, you know, and the people that I really, really, really want to give back to, and I'm getting the opportunity to, and it feels selfish. Like, to, to be able to give to them ends up in the in my heart and my mind. Maybe it's just that Catholic guilt, you know, but I'm like, I'm really enjoying the giving, and I think that makes me selfish right now, you know, trying to get over it, but that's like the best stuff ever. But that's what that's what it's all about, right? That's why you're in in the brewery game is, yeah. of course, making great beer, but but sharing it with others and yeah, you get to make you get to make lifelong friends. You get to just have completely random encounters. I I got to meet two of the the Argentinian guys who uh, discovered the missing genetic yeast link between lager yeast and ale yeast, like Dr. Chris Hittinger, who does genetics work at at the University of Wisconsin here. Did you go to the videotape though? Did, didn't it have a zipper? The missing link video. Didn't that was supposed to be a Sasquatch costume? Right. That's the that's the yeast missing link. Zipper <laughs> yeah, film, the, whatever it's called. The analogy for genetics is very like it works everywhere. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying. Right. You got the DNA, and so um, yeah. So so yeah. Chris Hedinger was involved in a lot of that work, and and he happened to just have a couple of the guys up from Argentina and they came by Ale Asylum. It was like a, a, just a random day that I happened to be free and I got to show those guys around the brewery. It was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And like six months later, they're like blowing the door off of yeast science. Nice. Well, and last year CBC was in craft brewers conferences in Minneapolis. Yep. And uh, one day randomly I was, I was working on something back here for the space for the new space, uh, doing construction, something. And, and, uh, somebody said, yeah, there's these dudes from Sweden that want to whatever, say hi and hang out. And I was like, well, fuck. Okay. So I went and got to talk to them for a couple hours. We hung out toured around, walked around and, um, they were, they'd come in from Sweden to go to the CBC. And one was from Oslo. I think the other one was from a brewery called Svartbergat, which means like, uh, like Black Mountain or Black Tar or something like that, because that's racist too. Oh, I suppose so. Those those oh, man. Swedens, man, <laughs> those Northern Europeans, they got it. Uh, he, uh, it was like the back of the taglines, like brewing above the clouds. Like their his, their breweries, like way up in the mountains in Sweden. And he was, and he, I was feeding them some Midwesty, which we use Lutra yeast for that, which is why we don't call it a Pilsner Lager; it's still a Pilsner beer. Um, but it's brewed with Lutra yeast, so it happens in a couple of days. It's and it's a strain of of quake yeast that you can ferment really hot, like eighty five, eighty six. It's like against all brewing knowledge. The hotter you go, the less off flavors there are, and that's the opposite of anything you'll ever understand in brewing. So we, so I was having some beers with them, and I, I told this is what we brew with it. Oh, let me drink that. Try that again, because the one guy knew the other. Uh, one of his friends uh, was the guy who found that like strain. Oh, like isolated it from yeah. the, the mixed culture. Yeah. Oh, like, cool. Like a, like the Oslo strain or whatever it's called that mm-hmm. like became Lutra like over time here. So he he was really interested to have that, and it's like I, you just meet the most random crazy people. It's awesome, you know these connections. What's in all of your time doing podcasts here now, John? What's the craziest connection? You, have you been recording somewhere and, and like? You met someone you weren't supposed to, or or you didn't expect well, I to. Chris, I, suppose. I met Chris Riffenberg here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you met him here, and then got a podcast, and then so. got him on the show. Yeah, we. I mean, it's you know, with with the Port on the Round podcast has taken us to a lot 
to meeting a lot of people, interesting people from around the world now, too. We've had an Australian brewery on the show, which was really cool uh, to just kind of get nice. there, you know, hear how the, the craft beer scene is different in Australia from were they stateside when you recorded or did you know we 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 did a a remote recording yeah on video with them and four hearts brewery in in Australia and so that was cool and I mean we've Alaskan brewing company and you know lining kugels in the state in in Wisconsin here and so just hearing about some of the big and small stories has just been really cool and and making those those neat connections I just realized that I got the same text from Patrick as you. I just like didn't check my phone because I'm a better person than you. <laughs> I'll take it. So I have it in my. I'll just take it on the chin. You own a, bi- be a you man. own a business. You have to check your phone. Yeah, I never know what's happening when it goes. It's like I don't know. Did a check it deposited? Did something bounce? Or is the chiller dead again? Or something? That's fair. Or this won't work, or that, or I, I poop my pants. When when my phone buzzes, <laughs> I per- my I, I mostly know that it's something I don't want. Like you know, half my texts now are like <laughs> political shit it. that I'm just like delete, delete, delete. You know, all, yeah, all the like probably calls, probably like ninety five percent of my phone calls are like a, a yeah. you know a, a recording of some BS. But yeah, so like when I feel my phone buzz, it's usually something I don't want to deal with. But like Slack which is stuff that I do want to deal with because it's like coworkers asking questions that I might need to address. Like it makes my phone buzz differently and sometimes it not at all. So like I have to check it periodically regardless of what I'm feeling vibrating just to make sure that kind of thing is happening. But yeah, if I get a vibration, I'm like, I probably don't want to, that's probably something I don't need to know about. Yeah. Yeah. I probably just farted. <laughs> it's just that three day old burger I had for lunch. I shouldn't have touched again. <laughs> <laughs> ah, disgusting. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I see this lack stuff stacking up here too, and I'm that's like every morning I'll wake up and then try to focus my thoughts when I first wake up. Here's Chris Riffenberg calling again. <laughs> Come in here. Uh hang on, let me answer and part, put him on live. Part do part part do. Here we go. Hey, what's up, Chris? Hey, dude. I'm hey, in, we're, uh, I'm parked in the back down by the receiving area. Hey, we're 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 in the conference room recording another podcast again. This deja vu from the last oh, isn't, time. Isn't that fucking hilarious? Uh, the door is locked over here. Okay, again, this is really is deja vu. All right, it is deja vu. <laughs> All right, I'll come let you in. I'll see you in a minute. All right, All right bye. bye. That's funny. Chris is in the house again. We've got Chris we Riffenberg here again. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Have you guys recorded your episode yet? Then too, Monday, yeah. Monday, then, yep, and it came out this this thir- just, last I Thursday. Just saw so the email, yep. like I'm, yeah, I've been on the road traveling and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. yeah you, we uh, this Monday. week, cool. this week, Chris was on the the Pour Another Round episode that came out, the uh, Carbon Four Unhinged Brewery tour that came out. So yeah, the episode pub- where you stop, where the one <laughs> that we're doing, doing deja vu. Yeah. Like, you're on a publicity I'm, blitz. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, publicity blitz. Welcome yeah. to the Topsy Turvy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> an, un- an unhinged tour of going to different breweries. <laughs> Was this made here? No. Okay. This is, this is for you the guys. Last batches. Yeah. 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 yeah we, you made that one. That's what I was asking. I was like. I mean, it's because it was good. So he wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, he did it. Right? <laughs> then he would raise his hand. <laughs> that's how you should. 
I mean, or that, so you were just on the road. How long? That might Chris be like was, yeah. that how might far be a, up north a two did you old go? beer. Given that's a two year old beer, yeah, that that's a really yeah, no joke. Um, I was actually up at the uh, Northwoods Brew Pub up in Osseo. Oh, just outside Eau Claire. Yes, and doing some stuff up there, dropping some things off, picking some things up planning some stuff out it is their anniversary i don't know how many years but i think they've been around for a long time 20 plus i would think oh wow or might actually be 20 um, i could be wrong on that we could probably look it up on socials or whatever but they're celebrating their uh anniversary this weekend so i was just kind of trying to stay out of their way so they could finish some stuff up i mean google it I'm sure it will come up. now. I don't know if they do, you know, how much social media stuff they do, but. One word, Northwoods Brewing. Mm-hmm. Northwoods Brew Pub. I just drove past, I mean, I don't know how close I was to the actual brewery, but drove past Eau Claire on the way to uh, Dangerous Man because we did a, a collaboration with them. And it was really cool because it had, it had snowed the night before, but like not out here in Madison. So as I got kind of close to Eau Claire, it was probably like, I mean, I left really early. So I was probably out there at like six in the morning and it was like, or seven in the morning. And it was like, all the trees were just dusted with snow and it was really hilly. And it was just a really, really cool scene to be like on the road by myself at like, you know, having been driving for like a couple hours already as the sun's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Their website says 25 years old. Yeah. That's uh, that's, that's a long time. And then the lodge is in a, like a hundred year old building. Yeah. It's in an old um, condensory and they actually had their own power plant there at one point, the condenser he did. And it's got a, a smokestack, like a stack that's super tall from, from, you know, basically like any things that came from the burning of the wood or whatever. But yeah, it's a really old uh, building. Like making condensed milk? Yes. Yeah. Condensery. Yep. Yep. Um, I've never heard the term condensery before. Yeah. I, honestly, it's on the side of the building. If you go up there, it's like still on the old brick. I've um, heard confectionery. Right. Yeah, it says condensery, uh, but they have three levels. So there's a there's the level they have there, the brewery, their restaurant, you know, kind of pub area. They have a big storage area in the back. And then up above is rented out for like weddings and all kinds of stuff. And it's, it's really nice. Um, have you done yeah. pour another round there? We have not. No, no, we've uh, not had them to- I mean, you could, I mean, obviously you don't have to be, you can do it from anywhere, which is mm-hmm. super nice. I mean, it's nice that you come here with this nice stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, it probably, does it sound better when, when people talk into these and then you, you do the production or whatever, as opposed to whatever I was using? You were probably on more of the higher end of okay. what we, what we get from Oh, did from you people? do a, a remote one when you did your, yeah. your podcast? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. talked to me in a, person with the remote. With a, with, which I ended up your using, Xbox headset? No, no, but I was looking at those. Trust me, yeah. I was like, I was like, <laughs> should I get with that? But no, I looked. Yeah. I actually got ones that just hook up to your computer really easily, or oh, yeah. Bluetooth to my phone. Yeah. In the honestly, the van is so loud when yeah. you're driving. It's like that's what I had to get I had AirPods to put those Pro, on and I was like, oh, this is nice. I could put the boom down and make phone calls or do whatever I want. But yeah, well, yeah, that's good. you sounded great. Sounded okay. Yeah, you yeah. sounded good. That's why I ended up having to get a pair of uh, AirPods Pro version because regular airpods don't stick in my ear and i tried every other version of wireless and everything else but the problem was i couldn't take a phone call i'd be sitting in a still 
room with the door closed and I would take a phone call and my brother would be like, are you in a windstorm or tornado? What the fuck's your brother? And I'm like, I am sitting, I'm breathing. I'm breathing. Unless I saw like a slot. Like, I'm sorry, I blinked. And the blinking set off a torrential force of wind. So then I, so then, and then, I mean, God forbid he tried to call from like the brew house or something oh, with God. the background. Oh. So my wife, you know, over the years too, she'd be like, I'm going to talk to you later. Like, cause I can't, I can't take this. And, so then with like the noise canceling on the on the pro, yeah. I could be in the middle of all that crap and for the most part she can hear me just fine. Yeah, and so it's nice. I've only like recorded one or two podcasts where I had to like make you pay for use it. Use those, but there's nothing like the real the real uh real the real microphones. No, these are these are sweet. They put the like the the muffler or whatever that's in front of, like when they sing into it. That's what the styrofoam oh, that's what the wind sock, yeah. It makes your P's pop less and your S's not uh, crackle. It just makes them flow. But it's the P pop. Yeah, the but it keeps it from, from spiking your... But then you still got to be a fist, like Joe Rogan said, one, one fist, fist length away from the microphone. Like on TV? You don't have to totally eat the microphone, but relatively close, a few inches away. This is pretty good. It, it's oxidized, but flavors help look pretty well. Uh, yeah. Oh, we got we got a whole table full of beer here. Yeah, I forgot we're not doing the video version. <laughs> In the future, so, we can do some video versions, do some virtual stuff. We got the like a whole. Don't know what we're looking at. There's we're, stuff I was like, yeah. Well, Chris came in like we'd already finished the pitcher of beer, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I wonder what we have for random stuff. I don't feel like going to the big cooler because I'm going to have to do like an inventory event. <laughs> I'm not walking to the other end of the building to get stuff from the bar. So went to the little tiny employee fridge, and there was like some random hey, stuff in there. And we're picking through there. it right now, seeing what's up. Vanilla porter. So yeah, know, this lime goes I got when I was in that's, Michigan that's like last, like a, over a year that's ago. This is this a year or old that one, either one. Is this one's a year old? No, it's or, uh, or, or one or well one. brewing out of Kalamazoo. I was trying to find like a lime goza last year good? when I was planning out this year's stuff, and I bought a couple samples, and this one was good. This is probably a year and a half old now. At this point. That's great. I mean, but we'll see. If it was packaged, all right. It should I mean the style? Yeah, it doesn't smell horrible. It's fine. <laughs> Joe would probably curse. <laughs> How's it been stored? Uh, it I mean, stored? it's a little. <laughs> Wait for it. It's got a little bit of like sulfury so, stuff, but I mean, like it's got it's. It just smells pretty good. It's one of the coolest beer names I've had in a while. I remember being jealous when I read it. It's uh, it only goes to show. <laughs> oh my gosh! Is that bad? No, it's just holy crap! It's very tart. Well. Yeah. Wow. When does Lake Geneva start kicking off? When do people start coming back into town? There, it, it's happening more and more often. Uh, it, the weekends for us, we're creating events and stuff, so people are are coming in. But probably in the next, probably two months. I mean, by by end of April, early May, start opening up the the summer houses and stuff. That's basically yeah. When the piers go in, you know, probably the end of April. You know, early May and down there. I mean, from Madison, we're another, you know, we're south, a little more south. Like it was snowing like crazy. Like it was snowing down there and then snowing here. And then when you go down there, snow will still be here and there's no snow down there at all. That's been happening a lot when I've been going back and forth. There's snow in Madison and we get, it's warm. Got up to 55 the other day. It was crazy. Nice. (laughs) So Yeah. yeah, like May, end of April. I've had two oh, Thursdays in a row now of school cancellations. And uh, <laughs> yesterday seemed like school probably could have happened like oh, normal. Are your kids are your kids in Catholic school? 
No, public school. Oh, Madison didn't get canceled. Oh, DeForest did. Oh, oh, you guys are up in DeForest. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that got like middle of the night. They canceled it, but then I heard about it from my neighbors. They were like, they could have gone to school. Yeah, I totally could have <laughs> gone to school. The week before, you, you did, I don't know. What did you end up with? What did you end up getting here yesterday? How much? Like what, three inches? No, we got like five or six. Five, so I it was more than what they said. It just started it, But later. a lot of it came it super. It started later, too. Well, like the God. bulk of it came. And that's how it was last week, too. Yeah, I went to go like drive home last night, and it was like really fluffy, and it was just coming down like mad, like cotton. Big, huge just, flakes. Yeah, yeah, so... As soon as I got 10 minutes north of the Dells, open blue sky yesterday. Hmm. Yeah, I was Thank thinking, because well, you're in the big, the, in the transit. <laughs> Dude, so we did the whole Just registration thing. Yeah. So I get, I'm like 10 minutes outside of get to the Dells. I had, uh, I had to stop. I had to go to the bathroom and the windshield wipers weren't, they were icing up and they weren't like wiping anything. So I'm like, I got to get, you know, I got to go, you know, smack them off, get the ice off. So I get out, fill it up with gas. And I like smack the, the driver's side and snap the windshield wiper comes off in my hand. I told you not to do anything stupid with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh, this is going to be a problem. So I was like, uh, okay. On my phone, car parts place from where I am. The whole wiper blade snap. The whole thing in my hand. It's in the. Piece it's in the shit. car. It's it's in there right now. Like whatever. So I, yeah, I'm like, funny. okay. So I would get find a car quest. Go in there. They totally got it. And I should have bought the pair. I didn't buy the pair. Sorry, dude. I just got the driver's <laughs> side because no, the the the, the yeah. other sides were real messed up too. Like. It should have been replaced. But anyway, so I go in there and, and they're just like, I'm like, you know, for transit to it, 2018, driver's side, I'm like, I really hope you have one. Because, I mean, it's coming down. Like, I'm, I can see like this much if I go like this from the other one going. And I'm just like, oh, this is really bad. <laughs> and it's not my vehicle, right? So I'm like driving something. <laughs> you had a part of the transit. We got this awesome transit. With it's awesome. Full open cargo space in the back with tie downs and stuff. And he had to grab a bunch of stuff. Awesome. Why don't you just go get this real quick? And then he goes to <laughs> put his gear in it and stuff. And he comes back in a minute later to my desk. And he's like, you do know your license plate tags expired in May of 21? 22. Or whatever, 22. I'm still like, a while ago. I'm like, no, why are you talking about it? So then I, <laughs> we found, so we had to go up to Woodman's and they have like a, I don't know if you know, but the DOR has like a little kiosk. Right as you walk in Woodman's, you can do your car registration. Oh, okay. You just like scan oh, your registration so awesome. and I've, I've, I've done it so many times. Good to know. Yeah, my yeah, wife, yeah, my wife all the time. She'll like every year we'll get the, the mailer and she'll be like, well, I gotta go get some groceries and uh, renew our license plates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. All right. <laughs> like, I thank God for what I haven't had to think about it in years because the the DR just sends mine to my house. Yeah, like, and they, they have a card on file like, or oh, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's yeah. time. Okay. Oh, here we go. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we had to do, take care of all that. And the last thing I said before we left, I'm like, yeah, just don't do anything stupid and don't crash it. <laughs> I didn't crash it. And it was just crazy when it came off in my hand. I mean, it's coming down like it's not good weather. Yeah, it was like bad. you can't not have, especially on my, if it was passenger side, I would have been like, fine. Whatever. If they didn't, I don't if they care. didn't have it, you would have had to go back to the gas station and like steal the wipe down squeegee and just like drive with it. And within 15, the irony of it is within 15 minutes, I didn't need it anymore. Yeah. Cause I got outside the snow band and I was like, okay, well either way, 
the the other windshield wiper needs to be replaced. Yeah, like it's, it, it's got it. Like it's ripped <laughs> in the middle. Like you can't. It just leaves a streak. And yeah. I'm just like, I was driving yeah. it for the weekend. Okay. This kind of sucked. <laughs> I should have bought the pair. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just They're like, taking it to an oh event tomorrow. I'll tell them to stop by and replace it. Yeah, the just the the other one, the the shorter one. It would have been a dollar cheaper to buy the pair, but you got it from like the singles cooler. Dude, you know, I don't know if it would have been cheap if I got a bear or not, but the dude came on. Singles cooler of windshield wipers? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The dude was super awesome. He just came out and he was like, oh, I'll put it on for you. Snap, snap. Later, dude. And he took your man card too. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, thanks, man. Well, it was coming down, so I was just like, whatever, man. If you want to put it on, I am fine with that. Like, I mean, I could have put it on and went to been a sitting in I mean, I could have. Like, I'm in. Yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> well, if I really wanted to, I could have. Yeah. <laughs> I could have. Definitely could have. I know I could have. <laughs> I broke it off with one hand. I'll break you off with one hand, too. Keep burning your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it broke. It was, you know, it's probably when you bought the. Probably when you bought it, were those. When those windshield yeah, wipers got. Been. My dad's been doing a lot of I mean, of from the looks it. of the other side, that's what it. Yeah, it kind of looks like it. <laughs> My dad was hauling pallets a lot down to um, Delavan for a while there, so he was like kind of doing all the regular maintenance stuff on it, and we haven't had to do that in a little that bit. So awesome. that wonderful regular maintenance kind of fell off. That thing is awesome. That. That's a great, that's it a great is, fan. Man. It handles well, dude. It handles really nicely. I'm really going to try and convince Dan uh, to get one because yeah, I think it'll decent, help us. Decent a gas lot. mileage too. I've gone great down to like Chicago mileage. to pick up drums of fruit juice and stuff oh, you know, yeah. from making soda and everything and like just you can for i love the fact that you can forklift in on the side door and the back side door, and back and then have space to crawl around and use yep. the tie-down straps yep. and actually like haul real cargo in it's it. it's bona fide but i mean like just the way that we have to do stuff all the time bringing you kegs bringing you know stuff like that that would be an ideal yeah scenario to yeah, have that 30 sheets of drywall once i was doing my basement like when we first bought the van <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to go load up. Just and 30 sheets. Just put them in the back. No problem. <laughs> took it home. Yeah. Later. Yep. Off off we go. Yeah. No, People I appreciate it. it. We got move, a lot of stuff down you know, here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Moved my nephew out of his dorm last year. Moved him back in the dorm with it. It also looks cool because it's black and the it's, windows are tinted. It's all murdered out. Yeah. Yeah. Black, I'm, black, I'm like, black, this I'm thing's black. cool. Like, you could, like, a cop would want to pull you over if I didn't have my the plates registered. He'd yeah. be like, this looks a little looks a little too cool so we're la- school. We were like laughing because <laughs> he pulled out the insurance card too and it was like 2021. It was last year's card. Like I know the insurance is all current, but like the registration was Yeah, just what old. you had. Yeah, the insurance like- was old. The tags were old. And then you're going to pull over and he's going to be like, oh, this isn't even mine. I just broke the windshield wiper. Oh, this is like my buddy's. Yeah. I'm just borrowing it. And then when I checked like, into the hotel, I didn't know the license plate. I'm like, it's not even my van. Like, yeah. I don't even know. I've heard that one before. <laughs> So you always have to have it in your contract brewing clause to get bailed out of prison. <laughs> That's an extra charge. We're yeah. charge for that job. <laughs> we'll do it, but you're paying interest on it. No, I want to get one. So, I think I think it would be worth it. I mean, for a lot of reasons, because TR runs around a lot and takes kegs and stuff. And his truck is okay. But like that thing, you to like lift it in is yeah. only like that high into the back. It's nice. It's just a nice vehicle. And when we were doing all those drive-through markets, um, that's when we got it because it was taking three or four truckloads every time to bring all the beer and the supplies and things. And then we're like, well, if this keeps up, like we're gonna need this, but we might need this for festivals and other stuff too. So I've ended up finding it like a pretty good deal. 
on like a, a used one there. It used to be a, <laughs> like, yeah, it was pretty good. Really? Shoot, um, they, uh, well, we got it before they got really expensive. I was going to say 2018. This yeah, was like before the, well, we got it in 20 or you probably got it used. We got it in like late 2020 is when we got it like summer, late summer, 2020, early. T- no. And when the world was all like melted it down and shit, like yeah. it was like the late spring of 20 when we got it, but it was yeah. an adventure couple. They used to just go around with the kayak on top. Oh, That's sweet. why it has a roof rack. Oh yeah. That's from their kayak. I just never took I was it off. That. It's cool. And then they had it gutted cause they were just sleeping and living in it when they were doing whatever. And then they, Perfect. they traded it in to get like an F two fifty with a fifth wheel trailer. So, so they could pull it. Yeah. So it just yeah. was highway miles when we got it, but it was pretty much not, it was just like untouched. And I want one. I want a it's nice. Ford transit or a sprinter or whatever. Every brewery something. needs one. Every brewery super needs easy one. for great taste. That should be like a thread that gets started on like the the brewers forum. What's the vehicle that every brewery needs? I think that'd be one. That's one for sure. All right, guys. Cool. Well, Chris, thanks for stopping by yeah, again. Good and episode. Saying hi. Hello, and thank you. Everyone, have a good weekend. Cheers. Or whenever you read this, Salute. or listen to this, read it. <laughs> yeah, read it. Whenever enjoy, you read this episode, enjoy the re- read the podcast. Enjoy the rest of your time. <laughs> enjoy reading our podcast in <laughs> such places as. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Carbon Four Podcast, an unhinged brewery tour. Visit the tap room here in Madison, Wisconsin. Be sure to mention the K4 podcast to get a BOGO beer deal or visit carbon4.com or wiscopopsoda.com. Enter the promo code unhinged to receive 10% off your purchase and follow Carbon4 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send in your questions, comments for the team. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.